With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. This is Giselle Toner, and welcome to Ignite Your Value. This is the show for those who want to go from broken to brilliant, from getting the love you deserve to getting paid with your worth and everything in between. And I love what I do because I get to interview amazing people. And today I have someone who I am extremely happy to bring on. She is an amazing person. When you hear what this woman has done, you're not going to really believe it because I am like so thrilled that she even had time for me. So this is Dr. Debbie Silber. And Dr. Silber, I want to read a little bit of your bio before I actually get you to come on. Okay. All right. So Dr. Debbie Silber, founder of the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert. She is an award-winning speaker, coach, and author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Crisis. The Unshakable Woman, the workbook, the companion guide to the book, as well as two books recommended by Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, and Jack Canfield. Debbie has contributed to Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx Twice, The Huffington Post, Shape, Self, Health, Working Mother, Forbes, Psychology Today, WebMD, Ladies Home Journal, Women's World, and Glamour, just to name a few. Her doctoral study led to three discoveries around how we experience and heal from betrayal. Based on her findings, along with 28 years of health, mindset, and lifestyle coaching, Dr. Debbie has created a proven multi-pronged approach to help people heal physically, mentally, and emotionally from betrayal once and for all. Well, Dr. Silber, I am so happy to have you here, and I am just going to let you take it because I know that you did a study, and I want to hear all about it, and I'm sure that everyone that's listening is going to be very excited to hear this. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's just so great to chat with you. So, you know, you don't study something like betrayal, honestly, unless you have to. And and I was in health, mindset, personal development for years, and it was going beautifully. And I had a, a, a horrible family betrayal. And you know how the universe works when you don't quite learn the lesson you were meant to learn, you get another opportunity. I did. This time it was my husband. And blindsided, that's the word we use for it, devastated, blindsided. We've been together since 1984. So with that, I got him out of the house just so I could think straight and maybe not what everybody would do. But one of the first things I did was realize that it was always about everybody else. Here I was running this big business. I have four kids, six dogs. I mean, it's just crazy. And I was never really considering my own needs. And so I really wanted, it was so, I felt so pulled 
to, to join this and enroll in this PhD program. So I did. And it was in transpersonal psychology. That's the psychology of transformation and human potential. And, and honestly, I really wanted, I wanted to heal and I wanted to understand how the mind works and why people do these things because betrayal is so, ah, it's so painful. And anybody who's watching this knows. So while I was there, I did a study and I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which happy to, I'm happy to share. It changed my business. It changed my life. It changed my family. It changed it changed everything I've ever known about truly healing once and for all. So um, do you want me to dive into the discovery? Yes, please. Sure. sure. Yes. Okay. So the first one was, you know, I had a feeling that healing from betrayal was different than healing from other life crises, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster. Like I've lost someone that I've loved and, and I've, I mean, I had a horrible illness. I, I had a peritonitis. So I was in ICU for 11 days. It's like, it's a miracle I'm alive. But there was something about the nature of betrayal because it feels so intentional. We take it so personally. So the whole self has to be rebuilt. You have to rebuild uh, from that rejection, abandonment, confidence, worthiness, trust. They all have to be rebuilt. So it needed its own type of healing. It needed its own name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. Just even rebuilding trust. You know, like, like when you lose someone you love, you're sad, you grieve, you don't question their love. With betrayal, you question everything. You question your sanity, you question life. So that was the first one. The second discovery was, well, we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and many of us do. If we're going to heal, we will move through five stages. And what's even more exciting about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So now healing isn't just hopeful or possible. It's predictable. And that was just the most mind-blowing thing ever. And it didn't stop there. Yeah. So, so the, the five, yeah, you've got like, there's actual steps. Oh, like, there are stages. Oh yeah. Stages. Okay. And you can't skip them. You can't, you know, one doesn't go before another. No, no, no. It is a predictable thing. The third discovery was that there's this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post betrayal syndrome. Now here's the big misconception. We've been taught time heals all wounds and it's not true. We've had at this point, um, it really it's, it's more than a little more than a year and a half, over 6,000 people who've taken the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're still struggling. And people, there's a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? I read every one of them. And people are writing things like, I mean, besides the pain, the heartbreak, all of that. People are writing things like, my betrayal happened 40 years ago, I could feel the hate. My betrayal happened you know, 30 years ago, I still can't trust. My betrayal happened 20 years ago, it's like it happened yesterday. So we know that unless we, and I always say face it, feel it, heal it, uh, it we just keep it going. And, and it affects every area of life. You know, when we don't heal, let's say when it comes to our relationships, when we don't heal the betrayal at the root, we have repeat betrayals. So the faces change, but it's the same thing. Or we put that big wall up. We're not letting anybody get close to us again. You know, sure, we keep out the bad guys, but we keep out the good guys too. Right. We see it in, in health where, 
you know, we go, we spend so much time, so much money going to the most well-meaning, amazing healers, doctors, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. And at the root of all of that is an unhealed betrayal. And I see it at work too. You know, I, I speak uh, at a lot of um, corporations and in and, and businesses. And, and this is what I see so often. Someone wants to be a team player, but they're so afraid. The person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So they can't trust a boss or a coworker, right. or they want to ask for that raise or promotion. They deserve it, but their confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So they don't ask and they're bitter and resentful instead. And that's the energy they bring to work every day. So it affects everything, every area of life. It ruins your whole entire life. If you let it. And, and here's the thing too. You know, there's, there's one stage in particular, it's stage three, where I see people getting stuck. And then, you know, when we stay there for too long, we start believing we belong there. We start getting all these benefits from staying there and, and we don't move. And, um, you know, and here's the thing, we have every right to hang on to our story. Like I look at it, even with my story, my story was I was betrayed by the most important people in my life. But being willing to give up that story for a story that serves us so much better. I mean, now we're helping thousands of people. Now we're certifying coaches and practitioners to help other people. Now we're, you know, so, so sure you have every right to hang on to that story. But um, if you're willing to let that go, then it can serve such a beautiful purpose. This is so exciting. Honestly, as you're talking, I'm feeling all these things going through me because, of course, I think every one of us and everyone that's listening has experienced some kind of really devastating betrayal. Mm -hmm. And I certainly have also. And, um, you know, unless you are willing to work through it and really, really get to the part where you're going to heal, you're going to stay stuck forever. And I love the fact that you have actually you have groundbreaking work that you've done in this area. And I really don't know anybody else who's done that. So this is why I'm so excited because this is something that is so important. And I really want to know more. I want to know more. So tell me, tell me, tell me, um, how did you finally on a personal basis, because before you actually um, did your own, um, you know, whole entire system, Mm -hmm. What happened to you that made you, that got you strong enough to be able to do that? You know what it was? It was, um, in part, it was very, it was, it was, if you want to call it a selfish motivator, I said, if I can heal from this, uh, well, first of all, staying stuck, I I felt like such a sucker. It's like, then something really bad happens and I'm just sitting with it. And I'm like, Ooh, that's no good. But if I could heal from this and if because of that, I can help other people, you know, then, then, then maybe there's something to that. And I kept that in the back of my mind. And I'll tell you, it was so interesting because I saw, here's what happens with betrayal too. We don't trust, of course, our betrayer. We don't trust ourselves because we're like, I'm a great woman. How did I not see this coming? I'm smart. How did I, right? We don't, so we, we kind of venture, well, you know what, at least I could trust in something other than me, the universe, whatever, God, source, whatever you want to say. So I had that. And it's interesting because everybody in my study felt the same way. I felt the same way too. So I actually, saw an intuitive coach and I walk in and imagine my first meeting she just starts laughing and she's like oh Debbie how you two planned this I'm like planned oh. <laughs> she said, 
you needed something so catastrophic to crash and burn so you would heal and be able to teach from this deep place of knowing. You're going to have a center and you're going to write books and you're going to have this huge following all from this space. And he needed to crash and burn to become the husband, father, friend he signed up to be. And uh, this is going to be the greatest thing that ever happened. Now, when you hear that, when you are, <laughs> You know, as you said, broken. We're never broken. Bent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a hard pill to swallow. But I was like, what if she's right? What if she's right? Because there was, as far as my ego, there wasn't one cell of me that was okay with this. And, um, and it was really, it was especially hard because, you know, I have four kids. And I'm watching them saying, what, what are they going to think? How are they going to process this? And, and actually, he was the one who told them. And I think that was part of the reason why his transformation was so huge. You know, when you have four teenagers looking at you, you did what to our mom? You know, if you're going to fall from grace, that's what's going to do it to you. And, um, and I think that was a big part of his transformation. And, and for me, it was, I, I didn't, I wanted them to see strength, you know, and that wasn't to say I was hiding anything from them. Uh, I didn't want to burden them on one level, but I wanted, I, I was always going to be real with them. And, um, and uh, it, it, it was incredible because they said, wow, mom, you know, it would have been so much easier just for you to be like, you know what, have a nice life, <laughs> you know? Um, and with my family, that's sort of what happened. You know, you, you can rebuild. Rebuilding is always an option, whether you yeah. rebuild and move on. And that's what yeah. I did with my family. Right. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing and if you want to, you can rebuild something entirely new right. with the person who hurt you. But here's the thing. I don't believe in repairing. Mm. I do believe in rebuilding. Mm. It's too big to repair. Yeah. It's too big. And, and that's the challenge because so many people, uh, and I'll tell you, there were three groups in my study who did not heal. Oh. And one of the groups that, that actually struggled the most, suffered the most, had the worst physical um, effects, symptoms from this was the group where the betrayer had no consequences. So here they tried just to overlook it, go, you know, move ahead, get over it, whatever it was you know, not manage or deal with their heartbreak. And, and it's impossible. It's impossible. So, so when you say, um, okay, so basically it is necessary for the perpetrator, I'm going to call it the perpetrator, mm-hmm. to, to do something to rectify it in a big way and not just have, let's just say the wife, it's not always the wife that's no. the one that's, that's betrayed, but let's just say it, um, the wife got betrayed. If she just kind of turns a blind eye and says, well, you know, I don't want to break up my family, so I'm going to just pretend that everything is okay and forgive, that doesn't work, does it? No way. No way. You know, you know what it's like? And, and here's the thing. Uh, not every betrayer wants to do that. They don't take responsibility. They just blame or whatever, and I can talk about that. And then it's not even an option. You have nothing to work with there, right? right. But, but best case scenario... Uh, when someone is willing to right the wrong, they, they wake up from this sort of stupor they've been walking around in okay. and given this gift of a second chance 
yeah. under completely different circumstances. It's a different story. But, but you can only get to that point when there is complete and utter destruction of what you had. And I use this analogy all the time. And, I, and in the TEDx that you watched, you mentioned you watched it. I talk about it there. And it's this analogy of the house, right? Yeah. Here's, here's the difference between resilience and transformation. Resilience is bringing back, restoring. We need that for every day. Transformation is totally different. So with resilience, that would be like if your house needs a new boiler and you get a boiler, you're bringing it back, you're restoring. Or if it needs a new roof, you get a new roof. Right. Transformations like this, a tornado comes by and levels your house. You know, a new boiler's not going to fix it. A new yep. roof's not going to fix it. But here's the thing. We have every right to stand there at the lot where our house once stood and say, oh my gosh, this is awful. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. And you'd be right. And no one can fault you for it. However, if you choose to rebuild your house, why would you build the same one? There's nothing there, right? Why not give it everything the old house didn't have? That's the beauty. That's the beauty in that trauma. I love this. Now, now let me ask you a question. Um, Is it most of the time that both people are really not on board for it? Like, for instance, maybe the woman would say, I am so broken. I don't even want to give him a chance anymore. Right. Yeah. There's so much to it and it depends on so many different variables. It really does, you know, and, and in the beginning when we're uh, traumatized like that and we are, our, our mind is hijacked. We're in such a state of alarm. And, and like I said, there are the five stages, uh, but we're, we're in shock. We're hurting so badly. Um, You know, best case scenario right there. You just need to give yourself, space to think you can't be influenced by by people around you and also what happens is here's where i see so often and that's why we certify coaches and practitioners because when you see the wrong type of help it does more harm than good like for example if someone isn't very well skilled in how to work with someone who's been betrayed by let's say a narcissist they look at the person who's been betrayed saying oh you know what you just need to communicate better no you don't no. You know, that's not it. Right. Yeah. So, so then the, betra- the person who's been betrayed, their heart's so broken right. and now they're being made to feel worse. Or let's say they speak to like in your scenario where you said, let's say a husband and a wife, let's say the mother-in-law just wants to see, you know, the, the family stay together. So yeah. she'll say, Oh, you know what? You, you, you're, he just slipped. You need to get over it, whatever, you know, so it's always coming from someone else's lens. Yeah. But what happens is that betrayed person needs to, needs to heal. And there's a very specific protocol to do that. Yeah. I was just going to ask you that there has to be the time for that person to actually really heal again. Now, Mm -hmm. do you find it where, um, the person that did the betraying, Mm -hmm. let's just say the man, do you find it that a lot of times he is really, really remorseful and really does want to change? Or is it sometimes he's just pretending because he doesn't want to see the breakup happen and he slips back? Like what, what's the likelihood of that happening? You know, there are, there are so many different scenarios and, and, Every couple, you know, it's, they stand on their own. You, you, you really, I mean, there's not one or another or another. It it could be that, that in a betrayal, you finally learn who someone really is, or it could be that that betrayal uh, woke someone up to who they've been acting as, and they have, that's not who they really are. You never, you know, so, so it's totally, totally different. It's always different. And, and it is okay for you to actually say goodbye. It is okay. Oh, All right. Totally. If it, here's the thing, when, you know, let's say you're rebuilding, 
with someone. Rebuilding is always a choice. Like I said, whether you rebuild yourself and move on or you rebuild, you know, if the opportunity lends itself. When you feel safe and valued and you forgive and you work together, you feel better. But what happens is when you do not feel safe, when you do not feel valued and you forgive just because, you know, you don't want to break up a family or you're afraid or for religious reasons, whatever, you feel worse. And that creates more harm than good. Right. You're not doing anybody a favor there. You're not doing your kids a favor. You're not doing your, your relationship a favor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not right. Now, in certain circumstances, like in mine, it's a complete and total different marriage, different family. You know, it just happens to be with the same people. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's amazing. I love that. Now, let me ask you, how long did it take for you to go from that place to really healing to the point where you knew that you were really on solid ground again? Was it weeks, months, years? Oh, it was, it was definitely months. And, and I'll tell you now, this is, I have to say, and, and it's so funny because with the, the coaches and practitioners that we, that we certify, teaching this, speaking about this forces me to do the work. I can't afford to slip, right? Because here I am speaking about this. So of course I'm going to get triggered and I'll, you know, I may slip a little bit, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of, of not being able to get out of bed because I couldn't do things like what I'm doing with you, you know? And it's like, I remember a million years ago when I was, you know, doing a, I was a nutritionist and a trainer. I couldn't just, you know, be a couch potato and eat, you know, potato no. chips. I was no, and by the by the way, I saw those arms of yours. <laughs> I am extremely impressed. I mean, you know, I work out, I do my yoga, you know, but like, man, you, know, you got some great guns, girl. Let me tell you. I was like, Wow, I love oh, her. She's oh. phenomenal. So <laughs> you've got you've got the brain and the body and the heart and the soul and the emotion mm. and everything else going on. How could people not benefit? How could they not benefit, right? Well, well no, that, I love that question because here's what I will tell you. Um, they benefit, they're, they're getting way more benefit, they think, from staying exactly where they are. Like, for example, there was a woman who came into my office, the arm is folded. She's like, I want to heal. I'm like, no, you don't. You know, no, you don't. You just <laughs> you know, don't. I know that. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, it's really funny because um, it's something that I say that's kind of similar to you, because if I do out, go out and do public speaking, I always say that, you know, thinking small is addictive. It really is because it's got these really bad benefits. You know, you think they're benefits, but they're not, but they feel good because you're getting this love from people that want to help you. Meanwhile, it's keeping you stuck. You know, absolutely. You're so right. I mean, right? think about it. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get to justify not doing anything. It's like, right. oh, how can I do that? Look what I've been through. You know, you, you don't have to do the hard work of learning how to trust again. You're like, forget it. I won't trust anybody. So exactly. it's hard work. Yeah. It's, letting it's go really, it's very easy to stay with that pity party, especially if you've got people jumping on that bandwagon with you and you will be more then surprised how many people will be jumping on that bandwagon because a lot of the people are in the same boat as you. Mm -hmm. They're disgusted. They're angry. They're mad. They don't know how to change their own lives. And so mm -hmm. what they do is they bash, they bash everyone else. 100%. Right. Absolutely. But, but I, I really want to know more about what it is that you do to really start getting this transformation. Well, you know what you do? You have to move through the stages. I mean, there's really no, no other way around it. You can't stay stuck in a particular stage because you're halting your progress. You know, also you have to realize this isn't just like a talk therapy solution. This isn't just a one-sided, this, 
this is such an attack to the body, mind, and spirit. You have to heal every single level that's, that's been affected by this. And what happens is when we don't, we're really partially healing at best. Right. Because right. there are so many different levels that are affected and, and you need to, otherwise it's like this big game of whack-a-mole. It's like a symptom comes up, you target that symptom, but okay, then something else shows up because at the very root of it is this gigantic unhealed betrayal. And so do you find people a little reluctant to want to go further with like the real nitty gritty of the stuff that you need them to do? Do you find people saying, oh, no, no, that, that doesn't pertain to me. Uh, you know, that's not what I need. Do you find people doing that? A hundred percent. You're so right with that one. And that's exactly what my first TEDx was about. It was a how we avoid numb, distract ourselves right, from right. something that's too hard to feel or face. And I get it. You know, this, this stuff is very hard. And when we're using things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, what we're doing is it's like, it's like a big grown up game of like, la, 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 I don't hear you. You know, we did work. It's the same thing. That is, oh yeah. my gosh, I never thought of it. It's like, la, 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 exactly. That's it. But it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. And, and that was another one of the groups that didn't heal. You know, I just... I was shocked to see that the ones who, let's say they raced to their doctor to put them on anti-anxiety medications or mood stabilizers, or they drank and, you know, I would never say don't take something, whatever, that's not my place, but they didn't heal nearly as much as the people who dove in there. They slayed those dragons. They did the work and it's grueling, Um, but that's when you heal. And you know, that's so important to really, um, to really, to really talk about because people have to know that this takes work. This is not something that you're going to just, it's a walk in the park. I'm going to read a little book. I'm going to get a little counseling. No, it is work. It is work, but it is the most rewarding thing that they will ever do for their entire lives. Oh, their whole, because what's happening is if you don't do it, you're either staying in a horrible relationship and you deserve so much better. You're staying with symptoms, illnesses, conditions, disease, because you can't help it when you ignite the stress response to that level. You're staying in a, in a, scenario mental and emotional scenario thinking that that's the best you can hope for and deserve so your entire life is is like half lived but it's yes if you're willing to venture into the unknown and that's exactly what it is because there's that space like when I got my husband out of the house I had no idea what would happen no idea but it's only from that space can you start thinking clearly start deciding what you want start doing the work to heal and a version of you shows up that would blow your mind and so it is important for someone to give themselves that space so that means that if it means yes you've got to leave for a while if you either you have to leave or he has to leave or whatever, that's something that's really important because in other words, if they stay together, is it just too hard for them to work through it on that, on that level? Yeah. And I just want to be clear. It's, it's not, when I say betrayal, it's not always partners. It can be a family member. That was my first betrayal. It could be your best friend, coworker, self. So it's really whoever it was that broke that spoken or unspoken rule rule in that relationship uh you you know you need to rewrite the rules here and you can't do it if if you don't have the space to do so i'm so glad that you said that because it is really important to know that really it is not always just a romantic relationship that we're talking about here i mean i know for myself i had several i'm going to say actually twice um i had a friend that i really thought was a friend Mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know it's like whoa 
mm-hmm. stab you in the back for no reason. And I'm like, right. what happened here? And this was like very long relationship that I felt was my God, unshakable. That was very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Because that's it here. You're like, okay, this person, that's the biggest, the biggest thing here, because these are the people that, that you, you would run to when other people or going crazy. You're like, okay, here's my sense of safety and security. You know, I have a book coming out in, uh, in September. It's called Trust Again, and it's all about rebuilding trust. And I wrote an analogy in there. So here's a sneak peek right here. You know, I, I was talking about how, imagine like when, if you've ever watched a bird build a nest, that bird is grabbing little twigs and little sticks and little things to create this safe, cozy space for whoever, whatever's going to be living in there. Now imagine that bird who created this sense of safety and security, this nest, is the one that in one earth-shattering moment destroys the nest, right? So whoever, whatever's living in there has two choices. You find a way to survive or you perish. That's it, you know, and that's really what happens. Right. It's, it's really amazing, too, because I know that there are so many women that I work with, too, that are just so stuck that they really don't even want to hear the voice that really does know. I mean, for instance, you know, you have done so much work. You have done so much work and so much groundbreaking work. I mean, a lot of times I will be really shocked because a woman will say, I don't really need that. But meanwhile, they're suffering terribly and they will not, they will not even move forward into something that that can truly help them. That's a stage three. I see it all the time, all the time. No, no, no. I'm good. I got it. I got it. You do, you know, you're living at like a 50% level. Right. Here's the typical profile of the, of, of the women. And we have men and women, women who come into our programs. So before she says a word, you can sense her fear, her anxiety, her sadness, her pain. She can't sleep. So she's taking something to help her sleep. She's exhausted. So she's using sugar and caffeine for energy, which is one of the reasons why she's been gaining weight recently. She can't focus. So her doctor puts her on the mood stabilizers, the anti-anxiety medications, or she's drinking, right? Her gut is wrecked. Her immune system is shot. Her adrenals have tanked. Mm-hmm. She's filled with so much anxiety and fear because she's been blindsided by a betrayal. So if that, if that spoke to anybody who's watching this, you're stuck. Right. You're stuck. And it's so, um, it's now completely within our control to heal. I want to talk a little bit also about the person who actually does the harm. Where are they coming from? A lot of times, you know, it may be just something that's, you know, of course, in their own childhood, that was really devastating to them and then they're mm-hmm. acting out. But what, in your opinion, what do you see a lot with that? Yeah, there are so many different reasons and never having been on that side, I, I, I can only speak to, to just the conversations that I'm aware of and, and people I've had on my podcast coming in as the betrayer. The, the, the one thing I just want to make so super clear is that um, even though it was done to you, it wasn't about you. Right. This is so huge. And every single person I've had on, uh, on the show or I've worked with as far as, you know, or in the programs coming from that side of being the betrayer, they always say it had nothing to do with my partner. It had nothing to do with them. I was so busy trying to outrun myself right. and I couldn't numb hard enough, fast enough. The problem is, you know, it's like if someone reaches for alcohol, you don't take it personally, you know? Right. Right. When it's another person, you take it personally. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, so most of the time it really isn't because of that person. They're not really, they're not really upset at that person, that person, they may still love them, but it's just something that's going on inside of them. That's so like a demon that they cannot, they can't, they cannot exercise the demon. And I know how hard that is because that's, I mean, I've had to work through that myself. I get it. It's, it's excruciating, but it's true. Yeah. And so a lot of times, uh, especially, you know, let's just say if it is infidelity, because like you said, there are a lot of different reasons Mm -hmm. why you'll feel betrayed, but if it's infidelity, um, I can tell you, I mean, I know because I had it happen to me also. Um, some people have been brought up to think that it's okay to do that. Like certain cultures will actually say he's a man. That's what he should be doing. Of course, not here in my life and in my world, but there are a lot of cultures that think that that's okay. What do you do when somebody comes to you with, that's my culture? You know, I'm, I'm always going to be completely honest, completely truthful and speak to just what I know. I, I, you know, it's like I remember someone wanted to work with me. Uh, they had lost their child. I have no business, no right working with someone, thankfully. I've never been through that and I, I can't speak to it. So, so I, I, I just don't take on something like that. If someone um, is, a, is, has the belief that it's completely okay, I, I, I don't know how I could help them right. because my intention in my work is helping that person who's been betrayed. But if they don't feel they've been wronged or somehow, you know, that's acceptable and, and they're not worthy or deserving of something better. Um, I'm not there to force them into thinking something. I, you know, I, I want, I want them to, become, you know, to, to heal. And I, I know exactly how to help them do that, but I, I can do my side. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Cause I'm, I'm, I was a little bit concerned about how in the world you would deal with somebody who comes to you with like, it's my culture. You know, I'm okay with having many women. <laughs> that's, okay. Then, then, then that's nice. That's not my world. You that's know, right. I can't right. speak to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And also the children, Okay, the children in the situation, do you find that they are able to kind of come to grips with it? I'm sure that they do when they see mom and dad, you know, if it's a situation in a family where they're getting together again. But do you find that children sometimes have so much anxiety and anger that they're not willing to forgive? You know, I think so much of it has to do with how it's handled. And I would never say, uh, you know, in my scenario, it was it, you know, it, it, it was, uh, like I said, my husband was the one who, who told them in so many other families, it, they don't even tell the kids. So, and they do that for their own reasons. But I, I personally seeing what it did for my family, I can only speak to that. And I can only say, yes, it broke us, but it built such a rock solid, I've mean, four best friends now. They're best friends. They've, it's like they've been through war together. And he's taking the time to do the work to rebuild his relationship with each and every one of them in the way they need it. So, you know, when, when things are, again, how I said, I don't believe in repairing, I believe in rebuilding. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if, if let's say the partner, the betrayer, what work they're doing to rebuild if they don't think anything, if the kids don't think anything's destroyed, I don't know, you know? So I know that, um, that was an incredibly hard time for, for my entire family. Um, but I see where we are now and I, we would never be where we are now had we not gone through that. And I have to say that it's so wonderful that you are the example, because honestly, 
if you didn't go through that yourself, even if you were interested in this betrayal subject, you would not be able to do what you do because you actually went through the fire. So who better than you to be able to, you know, foster this growth? And I think that that is so wonderful. It's Thank so wonderful. Not, not, I'm not saying it's wonderful that you went through that. But <laughs> Don't I want to go through it again. <laughs> no, no, no. But I think it's wonderful that you took, it wasn't just a lemon. It was like a moldy, rotten lemon. You took that and you made it into something so sweet and wonderful. And I have to say that I am so happy, again, that you took the time to, um, to even talk to us about this because this is a subject that a lot of times is swept under the rug. It's kind of like shameful. You know, somebody did this to me. I'm just going to act like it never happened. But this is really important for you to be able to come out here and do this and do this kind of work. And I'm really happy that you did. And I also want to know, how can people find you? Oh, thanks so much. And, and really, it, what, I, what I love is um, healing is, is predictable. And, and so it's my greatest mission, passion, purpose to let everybody know that. So that's why I do this. Uh, I would invite everybody just take that quiz. See to what extent you're still struggling. So that's right at PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Okay, so it's pbtinstitute.com. Dot com slash quiz forward slash quiz uh-huh perfect good 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 because i want to make sure that people hear it i want them to do that i want to do it i'm excited it's really good to always do this stuff i love this i love to examine myself and see where i am with my and own. see the and and see the tedx do you have post-betrayal syndrome they could just find that on youtube yes so it's tedx and what's what is it called again do you have post-betrayal syndrome? Okay, so now are they both called that, both of them? One is the did... post-betrayal syndrome quiz, and then the TEDx is do you have post-betrayal syndrome? No, the other one is uh, the first TEDx, that's yes. stop sabotaging yourself. That's it. Okay, great. Yes, so you did two TEDx. Mm -hmm. The first one is stop sabotaging yourself, and the second one, again, is do you have post-betrayal syndrome? Exactly. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Good. Well, Dr. Debbie, I am so thankful. I am really, really thankful. Honestly, I know you're really busy and I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I know that people are going to get so much out of this. And I think that you're going to have some people inquiring to you and asking you what they need to do next, because I personally know some people that I'm going to refer to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for the work you do. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Well, Everyone, thank you so much for being here. This is Ignite Your Value. I am Giselle Toner, and please be sure to come back again because we have a lot more wonderful stuff in store for you. All right, Dr. Debbie, thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.